Hey guys and welcome back to Pointless and welcome to season two. Uh, you may have noticed we've had a couple of weeks off to rejuvenate and to get prepared for our next season and then we've been slapped in the face with a global pandemic which I'm sure everybody is well and truly aware of and if you're at all like me you're absolutely overhearing about it and you might even be feeling quite anxious and uneasy about everything that's going on. I know I definitely have. So in season one, as a bit of a recap, we spoke with some incredible female founders and I got to interview some of Australia's leading entrepreneurs in the startup business space and I hope you loved season one as much as I loved bringing it to you. We definitely have some more of those episodes coming your way and with this pointless podcast, I really wanted to ensure that we have a little bit of diversity about um, around what it is that we discuss. Now, obviously, you know, business and entrepreneurship is my true passion, uh, but I also have other passions and interests that I really want to discuss and talk about in this pointless podcast. So, With season two, we're going on a little bit of a different path and a different journey. However, I do want to assure you that there are plenty more female founders that I have lined up to interview and we will definitely continue um, on season one with uh, some more amazing uh, episodes around that. But back to um, another passion of mine that I absolutely thrive on learning and talking about and something that is really close to my heart and that is gut health and the association of your mental health and your gut health and your hormones and everything else that I guess uh, sits alongside you know the power of gut. Uh, So in this season in the next probably five to six episodes we will be diving very very deep into gut health and I want to take it from the start um, and I want to really delve into conversation with you guys on the importance of gut health, what gut health is, what you should be doing to achieve a better gut um, and also the underlining symptoms and side effects of an unhealthy gut. Uh, with a bit of a big bit of a background story uh, with me, I, you know, and I could talk about this for hours and I'm sure we'll delve into it a lot deeper in the season, but just as a little bit of a background intro, um, you might be thinking, you know, this girl's in business, why is she talking about gut health? I personally have suffered with a really serious gut health issues for most of my life. It all stemmed back to when I was about 13 years old and I randomly had a seizure at school and it took them quite a long time to diagnose me working out what was actually wrong. Um, I had a significant amount of symptoms and side effects um, and we finally did discover that a lot of my, my health issues were based around, you know, bad gut health, leaky gut syndrome, which was the main one, Um, all sorts of, you know, things that we will talk about more in depth, but things from brain fog to confusion to memory loss to gut pains, uh, you name it, I've been through it and I'm still going through it and it's it's a really challenging time and another really serious and significant side effect that I experience is anxiety and Sometimes um, I go through stages of depression as well. 
So to assist me with this season, um, I'm going to be joined by an incredible woman by the name of Georgie Collinson. Georgie, you may know as the anxiety naturopath or the anxiety mindset coach on Instagram. And Georgie has established a phenomenal online naturopathy business and mindset coach business where she helps individuals with their gut health and their anxiety issues and all the underlying issues that are associated with those problems. Georgie and I uh, connected some time ago and she is an incredible person who is uh, so knowledgeable and has has an absolute you know wealth of knowledge when it comes to everything to do with gut health and anxiety and everything else in between such as hormones and diet and everything that you need to know in order to live a happy and healthy life. Now, for me personally, I've spent the last 15 years uh, since being diagnosed with the number of issues that I have in my gut. Um, I've spent a lot of time and a lot of years researching and understanding what gut health is. And although I'm not qualified, I do have a lot of knowledge in this because I have done a lot of research and a lot of personal development and education in this area. But I thought it was important that I did have a professional alongside me to help back up my statements and ensure that I am saying the right things. I do want to make a little disclosure as disclosure there um, as well. As I did just mention, I'm not a professional, although Georgie is. So, you know, we're here to give you advice. um, But, you know, it is always best to consult your healthcare practitioner um, or your holistic health practitioner um, to ensure that, you know, anything that you take from this is valid for you and your body. But I really do hope that you enjoyed this series. I'm so excited to delve into it because although I know as much as I know, there's always so much more to learn. And, you know, in the last few years, more so in the last couple of years, gut health has really become a topic of conversation and people, especially professionals in the medical field, are finally starting to recognise gut health and the importance of the microbiome and your gut health um, as a result of your overall health. So you might learn some incredible things in this series, such as the gut and the mind connection, how your anxiety or depression or both might be um, a byproduct of your gut condition, skincare issues, hormone issues, and the list absolutely goes on. So without any further ado, I want to introduce to you Georgie um, for our first episode here on Pointless Podcast for season two. Um, So I really hope you guys enjoy this and here is Georgie. Hey Georgie, welcome to Pointless. Hi Mia, it's a pleasure to be here. I know, it's so funny, we're just sitting on the couch with Honey and we've just been talking for so long, it's like we should probably start recording I know. and start sharing this wisdom. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm so excited to chat with you and delve deep into this topic around anxiety, you know, de- depression, anything to do with mental health and of course gut health as well, which I believe a lot of the time is the underlying problem of all these overall health conditions and we'll definitely dive into that. But today being on topic and with everything that's going on in the world right now, 
with the whole coronavirus, the COVID-19 um, and the anxiety that people are feeling, I thought it was really relevant that we have a chat about that and everything that's happening and how people are feeling in this you know, uncertain time. I know for me personally, the last few days, my anxiety has really elevated and I've been feeling very almost like I died a month ago and I'm living in some sort of matrix that's how I feel um and it was weird on Sunday I was in my apartment and I was kind of pacing and I'm like I can't leave I feel trapped I'm like well actually I can leave (laughs) we're not actually locked down here as of yet yeah and I've not shown any symptoms to be self-isolating so I do have that freedom to still leave but I think that with everything that people are saying on social media and in the news it's literally every corner I turn that's all people are talking about at the moment whether I turn on the tally turn on my car and the radio pops on even you know on my Shopify website there are pop-ups everywhere about how different corporations and companies are dealing with this epidemic or pandemic rather so I think it would be a really great um, topic of conversation today to kind of lead us into this new season on how people can deal with this current crisis and how you know our mental health and our emotional health is going to be really affected by this more so than say our immunity Um, but we'll definitely talk about that as well so what are your thoughts and everything on on the current situation totally and I think you know there's so much information about what you can do on a practical sense so whether you need to be socially isolating whether you need to be uh you know uh, washing your hands and obviously we all need to be washing our hands um and making sure that we are protecting other people Mm. but um I think what we need to open up more is how to manage the mental side of this and as you just mentioned that influx of information that we're all getting constantly at the moment because in some senses it is overwhelming and I've certainly felt those waves of of that overwhelm just like you you mentioned before Mia and I think that first things first you know we need to just be okay with having some fear around at the moment and feeling whatever we need to feel so if you feel anxious about this that's that's okay and sometimes we just need to sit in that and let that be because there is a lot of uncertainty. There is that unprecedented level of what's going to happen. We can't predict. We don't know. And for a lot of people, especially when they're facing financial stresses, um, that's a big one. It is. Not so much, I think. I think there is a lot of health anxiety going on at the moment too. Um, but Which is I, funny. Can I so just jump in there? Because yeah. I'm usually someone that is prone to feeling anxiety around health Um, but for this current scenario I'm not scared about actually getting the virus or contracting the the infection or whatever you want to call it but I think what's fearing me the most is how everyone's dealing with the situation and it's the fear of the unknown it's the I've never ever in my life and I don't think we'll ever again experience the such a big phenomenon like it's it's kind of terrifying how I mean name another time in our life where every single person on this earth is experienced experiencing the exact same thing I don't think we can I think I mean it's bizarre something that flashes in my mind is maybe like 9-11 but that was but again that was that was in America I know we were experiencing with them but we could still go about our day and it's not affected us on a physical level do you know what I mean we still watch the news and go wow that's horrible but it's not close to home 
Whereas this is like, you know, you watch things on the news all the time. I think we're so lucky here in Australia that we don't necessarily experience things of this extent ever when something does happen or an outbreak happens or an earthquake happens or a terrorist attack happens it's never necessarily close to home. We can kind of, we're so lucky that we can kind of go about our day and be like, that's really horrible for them, but it hasn't happened to us. Yeah. And I, I think, think this is the first time it's actually happening to us. Yeah. And if we, I mean, maybe World War Two was possibly the last big event and that was, that's you know. That's what they're saying. That yeah, was the last time they've ago. ever closed the borders. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think what can be really helpful um, when talking about all of this and we'll try our best as we go because it's hard not to absorb the narrative that we're hearing in the media. Yeah. Um, but the language that we use when we talk about this is so, so powerful and it can amplify the fear and the anxiety you feel or it can reduce it. And I think what we need to keep coming back to here is that this is there are facts, there are neutral facts about the situation right now. And we attach meaning to those. And so changes are happening. Changes can be good and changes can be bad. And we already know there are some positives coming out of this as well. And I don't want to be head in the sand. Let's just look at the positives and all hold hands and sing kumbaya like everything's fine. Because also we can't hold hands. (laughs) But um, just noticing a, a more of a trying to perceive that neutral perception on this as opposed to just seeing the bad just seeing you know using words like apocalypse the world has gone mad how can we sort of shift that perspective into more of a this is fascinating this is interesting this is something that we can share with our grandkids one day this is a once in a lifetime situation really yes and you know it is a transition phase systems are changing and evolving and Mm. you know how are our systems before yes we had this kind of organized chaos really like it's an illusion that we have a sense of order and that sense of order has has revealed itself in how how fragile that can be in in this virus outbreak and I think that um Going forward, you know, we have an opportunity here to potentially, not that I'm an expert on all of this, but I can see opportunities, you know, rebuild systems, perhaps people rethinking unnecessary travel that they don't need to be doing to fly up to, say, from Melbourne to Brisbane for a meeting that you could have as as a Zoom consultation. such a good point. And it's also teaching people the importance of hygiene. Yes. I don't think enough people realise how important it is to actually wash your hands. And it's really funny because my entire childhood, my mum and my grandmother were like broken records. Wash your hands. Every time we walk inside, wash your hands. I'm like, for God's sake, stop telling (laughs) me to wash my hands all the time. Before we eat, wash your hands. Before you wash your hands. And I never really understood why. Of course I understood why, but I didn't understand the severity if something like this was to happen, how important it is it actually is. Oh, I'm the same. My mum would say the same thing. And I, I get this weird feeling as I walk into my home when I've, when I've been outside where I don't feel clean or like I can do anything else until I've washed my hands. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's a good so habit. It's, it's, that's how ingrained it is. But certainly, you know, washing hands between meals, um, I possibly don't think about, I didn't mm. in the past. Now I'm like washing my hands maybe 10 times a day. Even just habits like don't put your fingers near your mouth which sounds Mm. like it sounds you know kind of bizarre but we do it all the time I'm I'm forever putting picking my nails or 
you know, biting a bit of skin on the side of my finger as disgusting as that sounds, but it's just, <laughs> we all do it. Do you know what I mean? We put yeah. our finger in our mouth or we put our hands near our mouth. Um, I guess, yeah, it's a lesson for all of us to try and avoid that. But I think another big thing in all this chaos and why it's causing me quite a bit of anxiety is I am kind of thrown by the way that humanity is acting in such a crisis. Mm. Um, you know, we've all heard it a million times over, but just how people are acting in terms of hoarding food and stockpiling on on foods and toilet paper and all these bizarre items of food, which just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, it, it's kind of terrifying when you realise, if you take a step back in everything that's happening, you, you realise how we do live in such a society where people just kind of follow the leader yeah and and one person does it and then everyone it's like everyone are just their sheep yeah and it's it's so scary because I try to un- untie the whole situation and why it's affecting me mentally and I, I still can't really quite understand it but it's it's got to be something on the lines of how we really are living in a society or humanity as a whole where people literally they don't necessarily know what they're doing. They're just doing as they believe they're being told. Does but that I, make sense? It does make sense. But I also think like, because there's some people who find that, you know, maybe humorous, like look at all the people hoarding, ha ha ha. And there's also some people who find that quite selfish and greedy. There's all those perceptions going on. And I think let's have compassion for these people and the way they're responding in this crisis because their alarm system in their body has been triggered like most of us. And that alarm system makes us want to survive. And sometimes that means doing crazy Everyone weird things. Everyone is fight or flight at the moment. Yeah. And it can trigger that everyone's out on their own here and you know we all have to fight for ourselves um but we have to for those of us who want to stop and think about this we've got an opportunity to choose do we want to move more in the direction of fear or do we want to move more in the direction of love so do we want to separate further and be oh, I'm going to take, oh, there's one thing of toilet paper left on the shelf. It's mine. Or maybe I'll buy it and then I'll, you know. Give half to my neighbour. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so there is an opportunity to really come together here. And as you said, Mia, when, say, 9-11 happened, that was the US and the world was sympathetic. When the Australian bushfires happened, that that was a beautiful thing where the world did come together for Australia and really support us with donations and financially. And I think here... We are all going through the same thing. We have never been closer together than before. Where you're from, what country you're from, doesn't matter. You know, we're all kind of trying to get through this interesting time. And I think that that, again, is full of opportunity. And I don't think we're going to, as human beings, look at each other the same way on the other side of this. I agree with you. This is an opportunity yeah. to move closer to love. And it's probably the first time ever that we've been able to relate to every other individual, no matter what their background is, what their walk of life is, what their age or gender is. We're all experiencing this together. And yeah. it's not very often that you, you know, can experience the same thing as almost every single person that walks past you. You know that this virus is on the back of their mind. You know that they're dealing with this in their own way. Um, but you're so right you can choose to either approach this because at the end of the day the fact is we can't do anything about it it is what it is it's happening it's what we do today to try and avoid it being on a larger scale 
doing things like self-isolation and washing your hands and social distancing. But it's how you approach it. And it's either you do it through through selfishness or you do it with love. And I I really love that. I was in Coles the other day buying a couple of things because I I haven't been hoarding. I haven't bought stockpiles of anything um, because I just don't see the point, to be completely honest, because I know that the only reason our shelves are empty is because people are buying 10 of things rather than just one. And I know that in Australia, we have enough supplies for everybody. And I'm not concerned that we're going to run out of food. I know that's not going to happen. And even just listening to daily updates from our Prime Minister, there is absolutely no plan to go into lockdown whatsoever. So we can still go to the grocery store every couple of days if we want to. But I was in Coles a couple of days ago and I saw this elderly man with his little pusher and he was standing in front of an empty shelf and it honestly, I was so close to tears. It broke my heart Um, and it just made you think of all these, you know, people that are not able as as able as we are to just run down the shops and get what we need and you know, these people can only go maybe once a week when the time permits them or if they've got a carer to go and yeah I just think people are being so selfish in this time and it's really heartbreaking which leads me to the next way of kind of thinking about this which is when you feel hopeless or helpless how can you be helpful so with something like this Mia Um, perhaps there wasn't any, you know, toilet paper there to buy for this man or or to sort of find for him. But um, something we can potentially do is look out for our neighbours and we don't have to do that with physical contact. We can perhaps leave a note under your neighbour's door and say, especially if you know you have an elderly neighbour or someone who perhaps is in the more vulnerable um, area of the community and leave them a note with your contact details and say, hey, I'm your neighbour. I just wanted to know if if you're okay and you've got everything you need. Um, call me if if you need anything and I think this is again an opportunity to reach out and help one another yeah it's um, incredible to see how many uh, businesses especially online in the online sort of entrepreneur world are just releasing all of their support tools and products online for either massively discounted rates or for free Um, you know I just heard that apparently and I haven't confirmed this information but apparently a lot of the Ivy League uh, universities in America are offering online subjects for free wow yeah that's amazing so there's there's again a real opportunity here to help each other and an opportunity to focus on the positives in these situations rather than the negatives and in every situation there's always going to be both Um, but it's you make a really good point there and that's something that I'm going to take away from this conversation is yes you hear about the dickhead that pushed over the 80 year old woman to try and get the last roll of toilet paper um, or the absolute jerks that are you know robbing people to or robbing shops to get you know produce but You're right, there are so many incredible humans that are also doing amazing things during this challenging time that we wouldn't necessarily see. Like even just yesterday I was down in my recycle room and someone's popped up on the community pin board. Um, If anybody needs any assistance with cleaning your house or just going to the grocery store, please give me a call. That's You know, and little things like that. I heard about a woman who saw an elderly woman trying to find toilet paper and there was none left and she gave her role to her and apparently she was crying hysterically. She was so grateful and appreciative and there are a lot of great things, even things like in Venice, the canals are as blue as they've ever been and there's dolphins swimming down the canals. That's not happened before because of the pollution of the boats. That's right. There's always a silver lining. I swear, Mia, I went for a walk just yesterday and I swear there's 
more butterflies than I can remember. And I know that sounds weird because in my head I'm like, logically, how could how has it been enough time? But I suppose perhaps it has less people on the roads, less people, more people kind of um, hanging out inside. Less and I and, and, and I know travel. this point is going to be really confident. Uh, sorry, this is this going to be really confrontational, and I wasn't sure if I should mention it but I'm a huge believer that everything does happen for a reason and climate change has been a huge 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 topic of conversation for a very very long time and in my opinion not enough people have taken uh, action action or taken it seriously and as airy fairy and woo-ha as it might sound I know know you are (laughs) I do believe that mother nature has full control of everyone on this earth and how the earth works and evolves and who knows this epidemic or pandemic what's the difference I'm not too sure this pandemic potentially may needed to have happened in order to allow this earth a bit of a break because how pollution this? has decreased significantly during yep. this pandemic china apparently their emissions have gone down significantly you can see the difference from space i heard wow it's it's even just like the canals or the oceans there are less you know think about the horrible pollution that come from airplanes i mean 90 percent of airplanes have been grounded and don't get me wrong it's terrible for the economy and business i get it but at the end of the day without mother earth and mother nature we don't have any of these things anyway we don't have life we don't have business so that's right who knows this could need to have happened in order to give the earth a bit of a rest how is this on that how is this happening for us is I think whenever any kind of crisis happens in your life and that's not just uh this situation that's any situation how has this happened for me there's always an opportunity to grow and learn sometimes that means there's discomfort sometimes there's that means there's pain or suffering but that doesn't always mean that there can't be a, a lesson or something good. And I think maybe reflect back right now. I, I always do this. And when, I, when I'm confronted with a big challenge in my life, think back to when you were last confronted with a massive challenge in your life. Maybe it was, um, you know, I'm thinking in my life, like my parents' divorce or, or things like that, where I at the time felt like my world had been shattered and it was so unfair. And how was I going to get through this? And how are things going to be okay again? And things do recover. Mm-hmm. Things do get better. They're different. Things change, but that doesn't mean it's a bad thing. Yeah, yeah exactly. And I think one one other way of again perceiving all of this is in life. If you can just accept that about fifty percent of life is good stuff, so fun, exciting, um, feeling good, feeling healthy, feeling happy, and about fifty percent is bad stuff. Feeling maybe a bit flat. Feeling a bit depressed. Feeling anxious feeling bored all of those kind of more negative emotions and there's the intensity can vary 50% good 50% bad doesn't mean that um so when something like this is happening and you hear those stories Mia and they they hurt your heart like the you know uh, perhaps an elderly person in the supermarket not able to get what they need they're still 50% good as well in our lives and so it's not always it's not all one way and I think at the moment we're getting this perception of and we're focusing on that perception yep, all the negative all the negative and so that's why I love that 
I feel like most of our conversation here has been more on that optimistic side just mm-hmm. to just to level out the playing field here because we don't need to be 100% doomsday. There is a more neutral perspective that we can sort of have on what's happening right and now. And it's completely understanding why most people are thinking in the negative because we don't hear these nice stories on the news. It's always about the negative and you know, even just waking up this morning, I was stupid. I don't usually turn on the television, but I did this morning. And then hear, hearing the deaths in Italy have surpassed China and, you know, you start to panic and it really does put you you in a negative headspace to start your day. But I think if, if we can give any sort of practical tips for people who might be struggling during this time, um, it is definitely to try, if possible, to focus on you know, yes, there are negatives and definitely take them on board, but let's try and surpass the negatives with the positives in this. And I think a really important one is that, you know, the the positives that are coming with um, climate change. Yeah. Well, I don't know, that Absolutely. might be a bit of a controversial topic and I'm open, open to people's um, I just think we criticism, should, but it's, we it's should balance pretty it out. incredible. We don't need to be like I think if you can reduce your exposure to the news, it's not putting your head in the sand, mm. it's not ignoring it. Be informed, but do you need to hear that same, say, the latest announcement from our Prime Minister or whatever world leader um, about the latest restrictions or whatever? You've heard it once. Mm-hmm. You don't need to also hear the three o'clock update and then the, t- the, you know, the hourly update. Our brains at the moment, most of us, are in that danger mode and we are wired to look for danger all the time. And so there's just danger, danger, danger everywhere we look at the moment. And if you can kind of you know, don't have alerts on your phone with the with news updates. Um, watch the news. Have like one news session. If you have to. If you have to, a day. I feel like you get enough news just from people talking on the streets. Totally. And if, if, you're, oh. if you're getting a half hour news broadcast, balance that out with half an hour of maybe a more uplifting podcast or yeah. some yeah. something that's good news because the world is not all bad. The world is not heading to apocalypse. That's just one you know, dramatic perception of all of this, there's good too. And let's let's try to move towards that neutrality. I think another thing with the whole um, people distancing, you know, when you walked in, I just gave you this big embraced hug because I feel like it's almost... naughty. <laughs> so naughty. Um, I feel like, yeah, everybody's trying to distance themselves from everybody and it's like we need human touch, we need connection. And it's kind of weird, like usually when I'm coming up my lift to my apartment, I'd hold the door open for the person that's coming through the front door to allow them into the lift so they don't have to wait. But now I'm like, close the door, close the door, one and a half metres, I don't want them near me. And I feel like a bad person. Do you know what I mean? Oh, totally. And I've, kind I've of noticed bizarre. passing people on the street. I block my nose I kind and of, I hold my breath. I kind of want to say to people, you know, coronavirus can't be transmitted through eye contact or smiling at someone. People don't smile at you on the street at the moment because we're all almost it's 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 that's that idea again 100%. of separation we're, all, we're in this alone or can we move towards love so I'm trying to smile at people when I, I love pass that. them and I think Mia with that like having someone to hug I, know. I think everyone needs obviously some of us need to be in self-isolation mm-hmm. um and that's a bit different maybe you, you can be vigilant maybe you can have a self-isolation buddy yeah, um, let's get it together if that's a thing <laughs> but I think um and unless you're actually in that lockdown scenario Keeping your tribe, maybe you have four or five people Mm. who you can hug, that you are in contact with, and you kind of have this mutual agreement that you're each other's tribe and you're just going to stay close with that 
small group so that you're not kind of all mixing together. And I think that's another really, really important point to make is if everybody can continue to remember that we are still human and we still can be nice to people and just because you're at the park doesn't mean the person that's at the park with you has the virus and you're going to get it. You know what I mean? Um, I go to the local park. You can probably see it across there, the Oval. Every five o'clock every afternoon, everyone and their dogs just come and group there and the dogs have a great time. We all have conversation with each other. But lately, everybody's just kind of kept to their corners and no one's talking anymore. And I think that it's kind of you you feel, especially if you've got some self-esteem issues or whatnot, you, you feel like, you feel like almost that people are avoiding you and people don't like you and yeah. you're not liked and people don't want to interact with you. It's a kind of a weird feeling. It's it hard strange. to expi- explain. And probably at the park there, you're not even a unsafe distance away from each other. You know, if you see someone with exactly. their dog, they're probably at least like a three metres away yeah. from you. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Yep. No, it's it's hard. It's it's really it's a weird time. But hopefully if we do all the right things, we can overcome this sooner than later. Um, yep. Just to finish off this podcast, I'd love to hear a few practical things that people can do, not necessarily to avoid the virus, because as I said at the start, I'm not necessarily scared of getting this virus, because I know that for someone of our age, we're healthy, we're young, it's not necessarily going to affect us so dramatically as it would say an elderly person. I think what I'm most worried about if I was to contract it was is that I can't see my grandparents for several weeks and I, mm. that, that to me is torture. But what are some things that people can do aside from washing your hands and, and being vigilant with your distances and whatnot? Is there anything people can take or supplements people can take? Like I see a lot of people pumping a lot of vitamin C at the moment. Is, is that beneficial? What are some things people can do to, I guess, increase their immunity right now to be less susceptible to, to this virus? Well, even moving away from supplements you don't have to spend money to strengthen your immune system you can strengthen your immune system by getting plenty of sleep by getting plenty of rest by hydrating adequately by avoiding too much processed foods and alcohol all of those things suppress your immune function even caffeine if you're drinking tons of coffee um, maybe limiting that down a little bit Um, so they're just some ways that you don't have to spend money to uh, to kind of protect your immune system but again um, perhaps looking at yeah vitamin C can be helpful hard to get supplements at the moment they're all it's kind of scary high demand Uh, medicinal mushrooms and echinacea are some of my favorites and astragalus and andrographis again but make sure that you're checking if you're on other medications or you are um, pregnant or breastfeeding that these are safe for you um that's always important. The other thing I was going to say is just we need to be meditating. Meditate, meditate, meditate. If you've ever sort of thought about it or thought you should you should start, now is the time to start. Mm-hmm. Um, your mind needs it at the moment. 100%. And um, just sort of, you know, giving yourself that space in your mind to, to manage your thoughts. I personally am obsessed with journaling and leaning on my journal is something that's really helped me at the moment and sort out my thoughts in my head and work out when I am catastrophizing Mm -hmm. and how we can kind of, you know, bring that back to a place of neutrality. I read something the other day and I was just trying to find it on my phone, but I can't. I thought I might have screenshotted or saved it, but it was a really, really interesting article about sunshine. And during, I'm going to sound really uneducated here, but during the second world war, there was another pandemic of a virus or a disease. Do you remember what it was? I don't remember. Could it have been polio? Potentially. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And I wish I was more prepared. But basically there was a a photo 
during the Second World War where nurses had wheeled hospital beds outside every day and sunshine was part of their recovery. It is so beautiful and my Norna, bless her heart, 75 years old or 74, um, she says to me all the time, just go and sit in the sun, make sure you're getting sunshine and again, I never really like took it into consideration or understood why but it makes sense now once doing a little bit of research how sun can really help our immune system and help us through this this time absolutely and speaking of supplements you don't have to pay for we get vitamin d from the sun yeah so you don't have to pop vitamin d especially a lot of us are working from home you've got flexibility now you can sit for 10 minutes on your balcony or your in your garden or go for that walk that maybe you can't normally do during an office day silver lining yes and vitamin d we have vitamin d receptors in every cell in our body so from your mental health to your immune system vitamin d is playing an essential role and i just think that we all need to be really on top of that and and yeah we don't have to take a supplement you can just sit in the sun. Just on vitamin D, a little bit irrelevant, but a question that I've been thinking lately, with vitamin D, does the sun actually need to penetrate onto your skin directly? Like, do you need to be walking around clothless in order to absorb that vitamin D or is it on your face enough? Generally, what we say is, so it can't get through most clothing. It depends how thick the fabric is, but most, like a anything from a cotton shirt upwards, probably it can't penetrate through. Right. Um, and so you do need to be maybe pushing your sleeves up to your elbows, exposing the, the lower half of your arms, maybe the chest if you can, and your face okay. is enough. That's enough to be getting some vitamin D. Right. Um, and I suppose for a lot of us, we don't want to be exposing our faces too much to the sun. A lot of us have like sunscreen in our um, skin care as women so we are blocking that vitamin d when we wear sunscreen Mm. so just keep that one in mind so maybe exposing the arms exposing the legs if you can um, would be a great way i heard that your wrists are where you absorb vitamin d the most Oh, I have not heard that. I read that the other day, which I found really interesting. I don't know if it's true or not, but that yeah, might I be a thing. The, I don't know about wrist. that, Mia. <laughs> yeah, bizarre. And obviously drinking a lot of water as well is is helpful. Yes. But a funny point that I made yesterday is if this was never happening and, and someone said to you, how cool would it be if this whole nation went into lockdown for two weeks, you got to work from home, you got to just live at home and not do anything. Everyone would be like, oh my God, that would be the best thing in the world. Oh my God, how good would that be? Oh my God, two weeks at home, don't have to go to work, can work from home, I can do everything from home. That would be a dream. But now that it's happening, everyone's freaking out. And it's, we attach this seriousness and this danger to it, but that's all in the thoughts that we think. And again, these are neutral facts, neutral events. And in fact, I suppose, uh, you know, maybe like two weeks ago, I was saying, wow, wouldn't it be fun? It'd be like Christmas. Like it'd be like the Christmas holidays again. And we'll all like hang out with, uh, I'll hang out with my family and we'll, you know, just sort of like cook big meals together and it'll be great. It honestly feels like that week between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah. Where you don't know what day it is. You don't know where you're meant to be. You don't know who you are. (laughs) I suppose the reality is though, Mia, we're looking at potential if we did go into some kind of lockdown, it might not be only two weeks it might be a bit longer than that um but yeah how can we sort of see those those positives and and enjoy the fact that we've got time to read books and stay inside and you know we don't all have to be just watching netflix we can read and catch up on things and learn and stream online events like i think that's really exciting there's all these events we can access another silver lining and positive there are so many people that are offering you know 
their wisdom and knowledge and education through Instagram lives. You know, so many celebrities are doing live concerts. I saw Pink and um, John Legend, they were all doing live concerts. And Chris Martin from Oh my Coldplay. God, I love it. I know. I was just asked today to speak. Um, they're going to do this, this uh, online webinar conference for business owners that's free of charge, something to do during this time. Um, I think it's such a great opportunity to, to learn, you know, a new language or read a new book or even just spend more time with your family where you wouldn't usually do it. I think this is a really good awakening almost or a good opportunity to do those things that you never get to do because you're too busy. Totally. I've I, And similarly, I've never had so many people reach out to me for sort of collaborations on things. And again, Mia, we've never been closer together and so how can we just move towards that perception of this move towards love and back away from the fear even though it's okay if the fear washes over you it washes over me it's washing over you times two but reminding yourself in those moments how can we come back to love and kindness yes thank you so much this has been a beautiful episode thank you so much Georgie it's a pleasure (laughs) 